What's going on everybody, it's Richard Dixon here and welcome to another episode of the Richard Dixon Podcast. Now, today we're going to be back on some business-based stuff. I think the last couple of episodes we can say can be applied to business, maybe the more so lifey type stuff, I guess. But today is very much um, a, a business episode discussing a topic that loads of people don't like to face because in business people posture a lot which is natural by the way that's not me saying that's a bad thing they like to maintain good posture uh, and they they often want people to perceive their businesses are extremely strong geez oh i'm like nearly choking and dying on absolutely nothing um the businesses are super strong regardless of what's going on with them and, and stuff like that. Um, so it's just a, I guess a concept I want to talk about today should get you thinking slightly either about where you are in business and will confirm a couple of things for you, but it should certainly give you some thought going forward and what the future of your business might look like and the future of you as a business owner. Now, one thing that I often hear in People tell me that I'm quite harsh for this. I don't think I'm harsh at all. I think this is me just being realistic. But there is a massive difference between being a business owner and being self-employed. Now, you can be as literal as you like. You can say that you have got a business registered with Companies House or whatever you may be. You have a, a limited company, an LLC registered, and as such, you own a business, you are a business owner. Yep, totally fine argument. Happy to nod my head at that. In terms of how that organisation operates, you may not be a business owner. Many people say, you know, oh yeah, I own a business. Oh, okay, what's your business doing? You start looking into the business. Oh, it's just me. I'm self-employed. I'm a contractor. Yeah, you're, you're not really a business owner. So today's podcast is about breaking these two things down. It's not about vilifying people who say that. If you're one of those people, I'm not here to make fun of you or whatever. I'm here to help you understand what my definition of business owner is, a definition that I don't think I invented. I think it was given to me by people far more successful than myself uh, and how you can maybe apply that to your own business and life to give you some different things to work towards, to aspire to potentially as well. So here are the key differences in my opinion between being self-employed and being a business owner. So let me just start off with self-employment and what that looks like. If you are self-employed, take that literally. You are employed by yourself and you're wholly self-sufficient. Now, many self-employed people I know take trades, for example. It's something that I used to do and I know many self-employed people, my father included. And being self-employed, these people are often subcontractors. You know, they're joining large contractor teams to work on sites of new build properties or whatever it may be. There's not really a business ownership angle to that. You are working for someone else, but you are paid with reference to you being self-employed. So you're not you're responsible for your own tax, your own national insurance and, and all those all those different things. Now oftentimes in my opinion I think self-employment is a bit of a fallacy. I think it works out actually a net loss in comparison to being employed in the same roles a lot of the time because naturally as humans we are very bad at managing money so not leaving enough money aside for tax you rack up tax debts or VAT debts 
or maybe you don't rack up debts, but you create huge amounts of pressure at certain times of the year to have to pay certain tax bills and liabilities and stuff like that. And you often, this is not just self-employed people, this is literally everyone in the world, but you don't have a handle on your spending and expenses every single month. So if you are a self-employed person, you can have larger than average amounts of money land in your account, but they're set there to like last a duration that is slightly larger than the average gap between payments. So normally, at most, people get paid monthly. I don't really know anyone that gets paid yearly or quarterly. It's mostly weekly or monthly. But you might get, you know, £15,000, but that's three months worth of wages, potentially, you know. So oftentimes, you can find yourself falling into um, slightly tighter financial situations. Better mind you're keeping your vans and your cars on the road and your own insurances and all of these things people forget about and often when they start out as a self-employed person, uh, they absolutely do not charge anywhere near enough. They charge less, hoping that they will build up a base of customers, but guess what? You're building up a base of customers who are happy to use you on the basis that you are cheap. And that's not a, that's not a good thing. It's really hard to scale a business like that. So as soon as you want to start bringing in staff, or you want to start making investments in different things. And when I say making investments, I don't mean going and buying properties and stuff. I mean investing in new tools and, and software and technology and qualifications. You often can't do it. You now get stuck in a cycle of never being able to take any time off, always working morning, noon, night, always doing invoices, always late to stuff, always late getting stuff in. It's a, it's a very, very stressful life being self-employed. And like I said, I think oftentimes it's a fallacy. A lot of the time, if you're motivated by money, you think being self-employed straight away is going to make things much easier. Really, it's not. Now, I used the contracted example there just because it's something that I know well. Because I know so many people that have done it. And as an apprentice, I was subcontracted with, with my dad a lot out on different sites and different jobs on hours now there's some benefits you know no no self-generation of your own leads and stuff like that you just kind of turn up get it done and go definitely drastically restricts the amount of money you can make in my opinion unless you've got some super specific mental highly qualified skill set that's it's going to be hard um and i think for people who are outside of trades or i just used that example you fall into the same issues that I, I was using there with the, the trades people. You end up working way, way, way too much. Which, by the way, you should have a capacity to work really hard. I'm not saying working too much as in I'm one of these five-hour work week people or whatever that book was years ago that sold millions of copies to disenfranchised women in their 40s and 50s who then quit incredible professional careers thinking they were going to become authors or some nonsense, right? absolute epidemic from that book but the, the point i'm making is if you are constantly working morning noon night smashing yourself every single day many aspects of your life will suffer socially romantically family fitness health diet the quality of your work is actually going to get worse as well so you you doing more of the thing that you need to do really good and then actually making it worse is kind of ironic and a little bit funny as well. So you'll fall into all of these issues and you won't save like you should. You won't invest like you should. You'll definitely pay yourself too much. You'll be really poor at your tax strategy side of things. Um, 
so many self-employed people I know that absolute penny pinchers, penny pinchers. I'm not paying for an accountant. I can do my own books and all that. It's just like, oh my goodness, like what a bloody terrible attitude. Also, if you're, this is just a total random side note. If you're one of these people who's like, oh, I don't want to make over 80,000 a year in my business because then you start paying for that. I'm not here to explain why you're wrong because I dislike you so much. You're wrong. You're silly. You're daft. You should get that notion out of your stupid head. So, 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 so restrictive for your business. There are people in the world that if a 70% flat tax got introduced and they wanted to have a million pound in the bank, they would find a way to make the appropriate amount of money to be taxed 70% to be left with a million pound left over. Would they moan about it and say 70% tax is unfair? Like, yeah, more than likely they would. But it's the fact that there's still people out there who are just going to get it done. You're not in that world where 70% tax exists or whatever. You know what? That's not even a cost. That's not a cost. You reclaim your VAT and stuff like that. Oh, but if I charge VAT, my customers are going to stop using me. This is just all a load of absolute shit, right? That's plain and simple. It is a load of shit. Now, business ownership, on the other hand, and what being a business owner looks like, I always used to use this one kind of sentence, but I'll delve into it a little bit more. The sentence used to say was that being a business owner meant that you could take two weeks, a month, three months, whatever it may be, away from being inside of your business and be able to come back and still have had that organisation grow. Now, I think I'm only just breaking into business ownership over the last six months, right? Has there been times I've been able to travel and work whilst I was travelling? Of course, I've been. Oh, pardon me, I'm yawning. Yeah. It's getting late in the day. It's getting very late in the day. Um, had some spare time, so I thought I'd do my podcast for today because I'm flying to Portugal on Thursday because I'm a business owner and I can do that and stuff still gets done. So um, that, that was always my thought and I used to be able to travel and work whilst I was away and I enjoy working. So that's not me saying that now I'm like, oh my goodness, I can go and travel now without having to answer my phone and stuff like that. Yeah, I can do that, but sometimes I actually like doing stuff. I like making videos when I'm abroad and like, you know, bringing the footage back home and, and, and doing stuff with that footage. Like That's just what I like doing. So there's no issue with that. If you want to work whilst abroad, that's fine too. Now, as a business owner, your goals are very different to when you're self-employed. When you're self-employed, you're looking to just kind of get paid, right? You're looking to get a wage, get paid, do your work and go home. It is very much still an employee mindset because that is what you are. You are a self-sufficient employee. That is what your role is. But as a business owner, you have a degree of control over your growth and where capital is utilised inside your business and how your treasury is going to be utilised inside your business. You have all of that stuff. But you don't have the same type of pressure as a self-employed person. I would say as a business owner, you have more pressure, but it's a different type of pressure. And I think the pressure of being self-employed can be worse because it's all on you. It is all on you. Any issue inside of your business, anything that's going wrong, anything that is inefficient, 
all of that stuff is all down to you or direct actions that you have made or not made, right? But as a business owner, if you have departments within your business, for example, we've got sales department, admin department, media department, then inside the media department, we've got like graphics, video editing, video-ing, paid ads, still media because they have to use, you know, video and, and images and stuff to construct the campaign. So we still include that as media. We've got different departments. So when something starts going wrong in the business, when we start saying, oh, a lot of our invoices are not getting sent on time and clients are saying they're not receiving invoices and stuff like that, where are we going to look? Well, firstly, I'm going to look at the sales department and make sure that they are updating our CRM in the right way and stuff like that. As long as that box is ticked, then I'm going to look at the admin department. And first, before I look at people, I look at technology. Are all our systems in the back end working? Are our email inboxes, is everything paid and up to date? Has there been a billing issue? That's meaning our outbound emails are not sending, like what's going on here? And then as soon as that's done, I can start to identify, well, whose responsibility is this? It's XYZ responsibility. Okay, so why is this not getting done? And we can start to investigate why stuff isn't happening. Videos aren't going up on time. I'm going to look at the media team and it's, it's far easier to diagnose issues as a business owner, when you are kind of zoomed out in that sense, you've got a team there to do stuff. That's not me saying that it's a prerequisition for you to have like a big team for consideration and business ownership. That's not what I'm saying. I just think that when you do have a team, which often comes along with being a business owner, it makes it far, far easier for you to start identifying key issues and key areas and opportunities for growth. It's like that same people always used to use about working on the business and not working in the business. There are always, regardless of where you are in your life, there's always going to be times where you have to do both of those things. So it's not about eliminating working in the business permanently. Oh, never have to do that anymore. All I do now is work on the business and oversee and manager board or whatever it is like I am always available to work on my business because at the end of the day nobody does not matter who it is nobody in the world is going to want your business to succeed as much as you do even if you're paying someone 150 200 grand a year in a job where the average salary is 70 grand does not matter they will not be as motivated as you are for the business to grow because guess what? If that business sells for 5, 10, 20 million pounds, what changes for them? Nothing. It's all your benefit. So stop thinking that people should be as motivated as you are to run and grow and scale your business because they won't be. And that's okay. That's the reality of the world. Now, I want you to think about your business or if you don't have a business, how you would like your business life to look like if you were to, to own one. And have a real serious thing just now on whether you think you are a business owner or whether you think you are self-employed. It's always good to be aware of where you are in your journey. Okay, this is where I am just now. This is what I'm doing. And this is where I want to go. Uh, it's that Awareness is key. If you don't know where you're starting or where you are currently, it's very hard to get a handle on where you want to go. You know, start, start position is often just as important as the journey and it's just as important as the destination itself. So you need to be aware of where we are. If you're watching this video and it's getting you like 
annoyed or who you'd tell me that I'm not a business owner. Ah, I'm a business owner, so I've done this and that. Like, right, fine. Like, if you want to, if you want to argue about it, cool. Like, I'm, I'm not that bothered or invested on your behalf. Um, into to arguing on whether you're a business owner or not. It, I, I know where I am in that scale. I know where, you know, clients that I work with close knit are. That's all well and good. Where you are is not really any of my concern with the greatest of respect i'm just trying to help you think differently now if you find yourself landing in the position of self-employed well think or write down or record an audio note i don't know what you like doing and um, and have a think about what your life in business ownership would look like okay well those tasks that you hate doing who would do them now or a member of staff would do it or the same person would do it and the reality is, is that for you to go from employee, the employed version, or the self-employed version, sorry, of yourself that you see just now, and this business owner version over here that we're creating now, the reality is that for you to get from one side to the other, there's probably going to need to be an attitude change and also an investment of capital. It's funny, and I've, I fell into this trap as well, when you're self-employed, you're not paying any staff and you're not really um, looking to grow your business your lifestyle is often better than your first couple of years of trying to become a business owner because all the money in that business you see is your own. You know, I don't need to pay anyone. I don't need to have any money there. It's just me doing this. I'm killing it. We're doing 100k a year. That's fantastic. I can have a this car or that car. I can go and buy a watch and that's fine. So you see self-employed people and they've got, you know, an RS5 and a nice watch and a nice house and the missus is done up nice or whatever it may be, right? And they, they argue this point with you. Oh, I'm a business owner. Look at my life. Look at this and that. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's that's fine. But you have nothing saleable. You have nothing scalable. If you are sick or you're unwell or you injure yourself, you're making no money. You're not getting sick pay. You're not getting anything whatsoever. Not that sick pay is like the be-all and end-all proper amazing thing. But you are getting ultimately nothing for what you do right so high risk not super high reward and feel like high reward at the time because you feel like you're making more money but really yeah Z, going from two thousand three thousand pound a month to having ten thousand pound a month is one of the biggest lifestyle jumps you will ever do in your life if you weren't brought up with money you used to have nice stuff but that will be one of the biggest lifestyle jumps you'll ever have is making 10k a month for the first time right because so many more things become accessible and at first i thought whoa how does someone spend all this money i found out very fast it was easy to spend that money then going from 10k to 100k is is big but it's not like nothing really that much changes to be honest and having a business that does like a, a couple to a few million pound a year Again, nothing really changes. I think nothing changes probably until you end up at like consistently 10 million plus and a much bigger treasury to do stuff of which I've not hit that point. Yeah. As of as of yet, we're yet to do that. So I sit and think to myself, hmm, okay, but is that going to be that next big jump? So it's hard as a self-employed person to think about reducing your lifestyle to grow your business because in your eyes my business is fine I make money from my business my business is growing 
but if you have kids or you plan on having kids or whatever it may be it would be nice to spend more time with those kids would it not and self-employment and spend time with your kids are two things which are not correlated in any way they're not connected right it's very hard for you to have the time and stuff when you're working so much and that's going to stress out your relationship and the missus is going to go and run away with the next door neighbour because you're never there, right? Hopefully not, but, you know, when you see stuff like that happen, it's just a joke. So, it's not, it's restrictive in every other aspect of your life. Okay, every year you take a solid two weeks off and you go to the same resort in Cancun and, you know, you post memes on Instagram and it's like a, a, a kitten looking in a mirror and in the mirror it sees a lion instead of a kitten and it's like yeah time to prove to the world that I'm a lion or whatever shite people post you see stuff like that all the time so you see get, give up the spending so much money I, by the way if I could watch this podcast and listen to myself four years ago or something wow I would love that I would bloody love that, let me tell you. Um, but stop spending so much money. Start to look to hire staff. You're never going to get to a big scale without staff. We do a lot of stuff that we call scaling without staff, but it's helping people who have specific types of businesses reduce staffing costs in terms of wastage. Staff that are crap and doing tasks that can be automated and stuff like that. And get to 500k a year, 750k a year, sometimes a million pound a year with no staff, one member of staff potentially, right, a couple of VAs, you're not really managing anyone physically, but if you want to get to a few million pound a year, you do need a team, and if you want to get to that without losing all your hair, and with being able to enjoy parts of your life, and spend time with your family, business ownership should be what you're aiming for, now, like I've already said, this video might have rattled you a little bit, and I hope it hasn't, and i nasty way because I'm not I've not tried to make you question how well you're doing you might be you know you might have five six staff you work every single day just now you're doing two or three million pound a year and you're just in a big growth phase and you're pushing you're pushing like that's amazing I love that that's so cool take that situation and take away the staff and make it just yourself and you're only doing 50 60k a year I still love that you're still doing like you're excelling in terms of what you're peers are probably doing you're putting in an over like a way above average level of effort and stuff like that and maybe you're just not getting the financial returns on your effort that you think you deserve at this point and i am sure with the right workforce in the right areas you're gonna get there so this video is not to like tell anyone or this podcast on it's not to tell anyone that they're you're doing stuff wrong you're wrong you're incorrect you're crap that's not the point i just want you to think about well where is it you're actually going do you want to continue being self-employed for the rest of your life? Because most of the time people leave the job saying, I'm sick of having a job. I'm sick to answering. I'm sick of answering to a boss. I'm sick of having to report to someone. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to become self-employed. I'm going to be my own boss. Right? And then they end up doing the same stuff as they did as an employee with a similar peer group. Still having to report to a project manager, a site manager, a contracts manager, whatever it may be. Having to pay all their own tax and national insurance, organise all their own accounts and have to go through the nuisance of 
try to get finance and credit as a self-employed person it does become more difficult and stress of being able to pay certain outgoings like your tax and lump instead of paying tax in a little monthly amount like you do as an employee a normal employee you're paying it often in in lumps right and you're not managing your spending properly you could be that self-employed person and be way more stressed than you would as an employee and have the same amount of money for the next 40 50 years that's pretty terrifying and you're probably there with aspirations of being a business owner but not really understanding or thinking about what that means or what it means together, what you need to do to get there. So what needs to change for you in the next 12 months to get to a point where you can be exponentially closer to business ownership? And there's so many different things that break that down, right? Like, who do you need to see less of? Who do you need to cut out altogether in your life? Who do you need to see more of and spend more time around? What do you need to buy less of? What do you need to buy more of? Is there specific skills that you feel like you need to learn? Is there specific types of people that you feel like you need to add into your organisation and business? Do you need to start spending a little bit less for the next five or six months to have a little bit extra liquidity there to go and get a member of staff, a PA to just organise your diary, help with your emails, do your bills and invoices to make sure you're not missing out on people anymore and accidentally ignoring people for weeks and weeks at a time because these are all the realities of self-employment you'll be missing out on so much business and so many customers just by not being able to answer the phone we get this so many like so often in growth girls at some of our events people saying like oh so hard because you're working here and then someone phones you and you try to win them as a customer but it's also distracting you from the customer whose vehicle or whatever you may be working on at that point like it makes it so much harder so sit down just now and actually map that out and ask yourself, okay, what does this look like? What does it look like me becoming a business owner from where I am today? What do I need to change yet? I'm spending way too much time in this part of my business. I'm 100% reliant on myself for this part of my business. Okay, over the next year, I know I need to hire this type of person, that type of person, and just spend less on X, Y, and Z to make sure that I can add a bit more money into my business and actually be able to use it to invest in my business. Because so many of us get... 40, 50, 100k inside their business and go, right, what can I invest in? Crypto, property, what can I do with that money? When it should actually be investing in the business first. If you think about ripping out and going buying a property deal or whatever, you'd be thinking about, okay, do I need more staff? Do I need to spend more money on ads? What is it I need to do just now with this money before I think about sending it off on other missions? What does my organisation need it for, right? So build that little list. You know, give you something to aim towards, something to, you know think okay this is what i need to do and then when you're ticking those boxes you're on your real path to business ownership and my world and how i think just owning a business aka having the shares and a bit of paper from companies out that say you own a business it means nothing it means very little how you run the organization how profitable it is how much money you can bring in how many people you can impact and benefit with your service how many people you can employ and you know put into well-paying jobs and stuff like that that's the type of stuff that really matters and that's what separates someone who thinks they're a business owner someone who is a business owner i hope this has given you a little bit of insight i feel like i've babbled very slightly in this episode so if i have let me know hope this gives you a little bit of an insight into this like i said this is not fact or fiction this is my opinion that i have gathered from working with 
millionaires meeting billionaires, all these different, this is just little bits, no opinion of mine is my own, it is completely stolen from hundreds of other people's opinions to formulate the version of all of those things that gives me my opinion, um, so that this is not the be all and end all, you're welcome to disagree, but I feel like the logic behind what I think here is pretty solid, I don't think that can be denied, so if you want to be that business owner, amazing, write out the plan, write out the things that need to change, and that means we can get, that light just turned off, oh, that means we can get to a point um, where you're on track to become a business owner and be that person, right? Uh, if you're happy being self-employed, you want to be self-employed, and that's what that's what your life is going to be, hey, best of luck to you, I hope it goes well for you, and you know, it, it ticks all of the boxes that you need. Not everyone wants to be a business owner, not everyone can be a business owner, not everyone's cut out for it, so you just might not be one of those people, or plainly, you don't want it, you don't want to do it, and also if you're watching this, you're an employee, and you love being an employee, and that's what you love doing, and you love your job, and you get loads of great benefits, and it keeps you happy, awesome, I am happy for you as well, but most of the time, I'm talking to the business owners, because that's what I am, that's what I love doing, that's the type of people I love working with through all of our different programs and coachings, so I feel like we have a certain degree of, of understanding. Please don't take this podcast the wrong way. Take it the right way and either use it for inspiration or to plan something out going forward for your organisation or use it to show yourself, actually, I'm doing a lot of the right things and I'm approaching this the right way and I'll be ticking the box of business ownership soon where I can go away and I can spend time and I can oversee the business and I can disappear for a couple of weeks or a couple of months and, and come back and we can still have grown and still have hired people and still have made money because as someone who owns a business or someone who would like to own a business, that is the ultimate situation of freedom, it grows without you, it works without you, it profits without you, how amazing is that, thank you very much for watching this episode of the Richard Dixon podcast, I'm sorry that the last two and a half minutes we have been without the light above my head, because it cut out, and I'll see you all in an episode in the future very very soon, cheers.